Hello, and welcome to the So Goes podcast with me, Dylan. And me, Rob. And in today's episode, we're speaking to the Puerto Rican artist, Mima. Um, this artist was talking about how lockdown has influenced not just music, but sort of advertising her music. Uh, Puerto Rico's sort of relationship with uh, other countries, as well as um, just things that have, have influenced the way that she writes music and tells a story with it. Mm. It's influenced by so many different like styles and genres of music, and it's really exciting and fresh so it's Mm. well worth a listen yeah and i think that if someone's put thought into a piece of music it shows and this artist definitely has oh it really does that's one of the sweetest things you've ever said rob so without further ado let's welcome mima to so it goes So the first thing we've been asking people who we've been talking to is uh, because the current climate and last year has been so mental and so strange and like unprecedented. How is it in Puerto Rico where you're based and how are you doing in the world of the pandemic? <laughs> Um, well, it, it's been a, a very intense uh, period of uh, con- confination. <laughs> Is that a word? I don't know. Um, mm. We we've been we we are a, an island, and so it was very hard at the beginning because uh, we we are a colony, and we don't define or negotiate our frontiers uh, that is imposed by the Congress. So uh, at the very beginning, it was kind of uh, like everybody else, we were uh, really uh, stressed by the idea of infection because we don't have a way to regulate uh, frontiers. So it was mm. uh, a, a very, and also we're facing a, 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 an extreme uh, austerity measures from 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 uh, political uh, impositions of the um, metropolitan government so it means uh, that that we were kind of uh, trying for, uh, at the very first sight to to adapt to to what the this uh, global pandemic was demanding but at the same time we were trying to define what will be our, our will as as people and that was kind of uh, it's still crazy because right now we have frontiers are open and i think that the population uh, in in general terms we, we have behaved i think uh, protecting each other more than than i thought because uh, our the responsibility was more in our hands than than in the government and i think that that helped to not spread so much the as as other places as i saw in other places but but at the same time it, it, it's still we're facing the situation that tourism for example that uh, it's mainly north american though our, we mm. we receive a different part of the world but but it's mainly north american tourism and and the situation in the states was very crazy during this year. You, as you, as you know that, mm. uh, with the pandemic, uh, racial inequality and, and 
and uh, as well as economic uh, and the oppression as well as as the the uses the polit politicization of the mask um, mm. that had had its mirror in here you know divisions across the the country also felt a little bit here but since we are a colony uh, the the attitudes uh, it's very different and and so we're facing right now the problem with tourism uh, that is mostly uh, people that are allowed to travel from the states uh, to Puerto Rico but without taking into consideration uh, our di cultural dynamics and mm. and it's kind of like we, we get some tourism that is people that being oppressed by the pandemic in the states but then they come to Puerto Rico to liberate themselves and and, and it's kind of like the snake eating its own tail <laughs> you know so I, I'm sorry I, I, I cannot uh, resume such a complex uh, I don't know in English it's hard to, 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 to translate all, all that but, but basically we are not doing so bad as I thought we're gonna do and mm. like in contrast for example with other countries like Brazil or, or um, I don't know what's exactly your case down there but Yeah, me as a musician, I haven't had an income in a year. Uh, I also decided not to make lives. Uh, I never adapted to that format. This is my first interview. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I decided to to hide instead of to shine or, <laughs> or trying to express myself. I wanted to listen more carefully. Mm. And also, I decided to organize myself uh, within this period of time and try to make all these things that I couldn't do in like the last 22 years, which is like registration of my works and songs and making my YouTube channel. I was going to add on to that question how, like, I think when it comes to a pandemic for like personal reasons, like the one thing that stood out was countries that you didn't expect to do well because of things like sort of access to resources or you know sort of basically like money or sort of science of some of the countries that don't have as much access have done surprisingly well because i know from uh, an outsider whenever there's a lot of sort of storms in There's a lot of storms in sort of Central America. Puerto Rico has been hit quite badly, but then this this sort of natural disaster it hasn't fared as bad as you would expect. But the pandemic in itself, just to carry on from that, like it's affected music and creativity in so many ways. And one way it's affected is live performance and performing. So I was just wondering, like, have you missed performing? And what will it feel like when you be able to perform again? Uh, well, that's a, a very uh, good question. I, I, I am not looking forward for a stage right now because it has been such a long time that I don't uh, do this. Uh, 
that it makes me question my own vocation. Uh, I'm gonna be on a stage probably on April, uh, but not as as a solo artist. But I'm gonna be more like a part of a theater, uh, uh, oh, wow. a theater uh, performance from a colleague that I really admire and, and appreciate. And I'm just gonna, you know, uh, support this uh, this colleague. But uh, as a, a concert or show of mine, I am trying to focus on on producing new music, uh, and I have had some support from from federal uh, uh, federal government, uh, like uh, pandemic as economic assistance, and that mm. that has helped me to to support myself with some savings as well. Uh, but uh, I think I'm gonna have to do this sooner or later. <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> when, but I'm really afraid of it because uh, I'm not sure what, what I'm gonna. Uh, what's the world now? You know, it's mm. it's kind of different. I'm not I'm not a social gregarious person. Maybe at this point of my life, not not that I was never. So I'm I'm trying to just. Uh, reimagine that but it's a good question i, I don't i don't know yet mm. and evidence interesting that though so like as well would you say it's fair to like to say that your music what your the music you're producing has changed during the pandemic and the world we're in at the minute uh not exactly uh All right. what what has changed is is, is us <laughs> you know we mm. we have we we went through a one year of of these now and it's kind of crazy to just realize how we just adapted to to the situation and we're still here you know and yeah i guess we're gonna face a lot of changes in the next uh, 10 15 years we're gonna see crazy things going on Mm. And yeah, it's, uh, it's it's a little overwhelming, but but especially because uh, the market uh, in everything, in every dimension of life, even like in religion, in everything, in, in just in, in language. <laughs> so so the way we produce, for me, I've never produced in the rhythm of the market, mm. uh, and that's impos quite impossible for me. So, uh, and especially nowadays, like the contents you produce, uh, they, they, they demand a lot of isolation, probably because uh, you got to how to exploit yourself in order to, to exist or something like that. So I'm, 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 I'm wondering like how would be life if we could imagine ourselves passed through this moment of like media, mm. crazy wildness, you know, like, uh, Eventually, I think uh, we, we will have to to get a way of connecting or making networks without making such a harm into our like magnetic uh, <laughs> uh, flow. I don't know how to say this in English. Like it is really this technology is very toxic. Like uh, radiates, you know. Like you yes. stepping in front of a computer. Um, you know, and, and everything is around a, a device that is ra emits radiation, and the the 
configuration or, or the fabric of this device is upon the exploitation of miserable people, you know, this is gonna have an end somehow, somewhere, you know, uh, it's not, it's not forever. So, mm. so I, I, I don't get so like crazy to, you know, put all my contents out there, you know, like, yes, I, 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 I wanted to register my work because yeah, it is part of like the only income I could get was through selling my merch or selling my, my, my songs. Um, it was just a way of survival. And I know that we are on the same boat, but how long this can take or it can sustain like this crazy, uh, you know, way of producing and, and like exploiting and extracting that logic is, I don't know. I, I think it has a time. I don't know when, but yeah, mm. sort of that. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm like a signal lost in all these crazy, mm. yeah. <laughs> craziness. What do you like? Oh, sorry. Sorry. You were going to go. That's fine. You, you can go Rob. I was going to say, because you'd mentioned how, I mean, there is evidence that, especially with social media, that it can be negative for people's mental health. But because you've mentioned quite a lot how that side, uh, that you don't enjoy that side, do you enjoy sort of getting out in nature? Is that how you find sort of inspiration for your music? Is it getting outside or...? So another form of inspiration? Well, uh, to be quite frank, I haven't been inspired in years, you know. I, I, I get inspired by people's stories or, or, or relationships that are meaningful and make, make my life full of purpose or familiar, maybe like with the family or, or just like colleagues. Uh, these little interactions that make you value uh, I don't know, like uh, you're placed in the world, but uh, with uh, technology now, like you can just uh, talk to thousands of people that you don't know necessarily. Well, that's that's a corner, you know. You, you can uh, you can be very uh, uh, successful or not uh, trying to deal with that kind of projection. In, in my case. Uh, um, I, I make music to survive, uh, literally, like when I was like a baby queer in the 90s. I'm like 44 years right now. So I, I used to be like a teenager in the 90s and, and, and like a baby queer in, in Puerto Rico. Uh, that comes from like very uh, protestant family from both sides. It was, uh, music was a way of, of knowing who I am or, or myself. So express, expression was, had a, a lot to do with surviving. And I never devoted to music studying exactly. Like I never studied music. I don't know how to write it or, or how to read it. Or I never devoted myself to, to be in music circles exactly because I always felt like I didn't quite... Uh, fit in so so I, I the way I, I I feel or do music is the way I I, I I sort of like go go through life and it's part of my life uh, and yes I've been playing in the game of the industry or uh, have learned some of the skills to survive within the music circuits and yes I have you know done the job of many like uh, um, traditional 
artists or musicians, but I never quite uh, got used to that and never quite uh, had a team or a, or a team like of people that I could just feel part of. I, I, I was part of a, a different groups or, or I traveled the world through, through um, tours of singing for other people, but I could never do that for myself. Uh, so I don't know how to answer that within like the pandemic uh, context. Uh, I think inspiration is more, uh, in my case, a way of survival. Like when, when I have been more uh, in need of uh, tools to, to get, it's hard to translate, when, when you get the opportunity to, to the, what doesn't have anything to do with music, but more with marketing on, and, and I don't want to blame that, but it's part of uh, something that uh, is not my ma major skill. But that's pre precisely what, what kills it, what kills mm. the inspiration and what makes me feel isolated. I, I would like, for example, this interview for me was special because uh, I didn't make an effort, like I didn't pay a publicist to get uh, outside of Puerto Rico and mm. be consumed. It was just, I, I just, my effort was basically creating a, a YouTube channel and then you guys wrote. So for me, that was very interesting in terms of like just pure technology, how it make us uh, closer without an intermediary. And also I was curious about meeting people of more, younger generations in the uh, other part of the globe that are uh, have an ear for for music and that was hmm. beautiful so thank you we're very happy to be able to speak to you yeah. now as well so it's <laughs> likewise the feeling goes both ways so your music even though we're so far away from puerto rico it's still really connected with us and mm. i personally mm -hmm. feel like it was really interesting and unique to my british ears so to speak <laughs> so mm. how like when you begin to create a song like where would you start well that 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 was like i don't have like a method but i, I don't have so many records but in the very first record, the, the one that is, uh, is called Mima, and that uh, was recorded in 2004, mm. um, the, the songs of that album came very easily because I, was, uh, I didn't have so many prejudices. I was uh, very heartbroken uh, at that moment. And I had a lot of time in my hands and I was just recently uh, out of the college and I was I had to decide whether I uh, just choose to make a postgraduate studies or I have to work and I didn't want to get in debt making a postgraduate studies because I knew I wanted always to be related in the art circuits and I knew it was kind of a trap to take a debt uh, and then to be all my life paying that debt uh, as an artist, so I decided to take a chance and make, have a gig in restaurants. And I did all this background music, literally background music, like people mm. were talking loud, a lot of tourists, because the area where I live and also where, where I was making music is a very touristic area. So I was uh, very um, 
I was daring in terms of making a living uh, for me was my first need and I thought that I couldn't bear the fact to have a boss and I thought that making a gig was uh, a way of just not having exactly a boss over me and pay my rent and I liked that feeling and then being a background music was liberating because I didn't have the like the the urge to please no one exactly because I was just background music. So mm. I could just make a lot of crazy stuff and mistakes and, and like, uh, how do you say, like cheesy stuff or be yeah. like, uh, you know, but I was just uh, playing background music. So that helped me to develop some skills as, as a like baby musician and also to choose the instruments that were going to be part of that kind of uh, uh, lifestyle, which was a, an upright bass and, and then a small uh, drum set. That was close to jazz. And uh, what I like about jazz in that moment of my, of my life, even if I didn't have any, any form of uh, uh, studies or, or even even didn't know what was going on or what I was doing is that jazz has uh, like the language of improvisation. And so the musicians that I used to play with were great improvisers. They, 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 they do have skills that I lacked, but they just helped me to create like a sort of like a bed where I could just lie and, and, and be free, you know, and that was a very special moment in my life. That inspired me a lot to be free, like a, uh, sort of like just exploring and and that whole record came uh, because I studied one song of Tom Jobim which is like a Brazilian uh, classic composer of mm. Bossa Nova I didn't even look out for Tom Jobim it just I just had a record that came to me and I studied uh, one one song of Tom Jobim and with the chords of that song I did like 10 songs different songs which are recorded in, in that album. So in the next, all the albums were kind of different. They, they were more difficult to produce for me because I started to collaborate deeply with other artists that changed a lot of my views and challenged mm. me. So um, in that aspect, the inspiration was kind of like discipline through the process but it killed me my joy <laughs> to work <laughs> the other way. Um, so I'm trying to just enjoy the process of, of whatever it is, the process. Enjoy it because that's what you have. You know? I do find that you'd mentioned before about sort of finding what it means to you sort of thing. Do you reckon the music you'd write now would like, do you reckon that would reflect your views on, say, a topic differently to compared to your earlier stuff? Because you often get musicians who won't play some of their earlier songs that got really big, say, because they're just like, well, that was back then, and they want to do newer stuff. Like, do you think your if you had to write something tomorrow, do you think your know views on society might be different to say they were 10 years ago totally yeah oh especially like i'm not sure if i understood uh, the question you mean like if i write now 
if the society or the community that I grew up with is different or something. Is that how? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, especially, yeah, especially nowadays that the current debate is being about race, gender, and, you know, me as a queer person, I remember when I was a, a teenager, like it was a tragedy to be lesbian. Like, and you know, I couldn't. We, we couldn't even imagine what a trans person would feel like coming out to the family, in a family like a religious family like mine, for example. Mm. Uh, and in a in a country like Puerto Rico, is is very conservative. Uh, uh, it's, we actually we we have a lot of. I mean, within the within the queer demography, there's a, 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 a long history of migration because of because of transphobia, homophobia, lesbophobia, mm. you know, all that phobias. Um, and and I, I, for example, migration is is something that is part of uh, as as we as islanders, uh, we we have that. It's a very common uh, subject. And in, in my case, well, I never migrated from Puerto Rico. I just, I lived in Brazil one for one year, a very long time ago. That's the reason why my first record also has this uh, sonority close to Brazilians uh, as well. But um, in general, I, I feel like uh, even when I lived, lived there, I felt a sense of isolation in terms of my identity. And, and now, now uh, it's even hard for me to take, uh, to, to participate on the debates because the world that, 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 that I grew up with, uh, I, I, I basically didn't dare to have a real voice there. I mean, maybe music was the way I, I, I could use to shine, like as, as everybody shine, you know, in their mm -hmm. own element. And music for me, that was that voice, but I wasn't exactly aware of my voice, of my real voice. I, I wasn't exactly aware as, as I am now that ironically I'm quiet, you know? So uh, uh, nowadays the, the debates that I am, uh, listening more than participating in um, has a lot to do with identity and it's completely a different world right now in terms of I mean it's unbelievable that in 2021 we're still talking about uh, racism and mm. transphobia and all mm. the things that are um, right now in debate like I, I can't believe that we are in the edge of a uh, neo-fascism you know i don't know how do you how do you mm. feel about that and i don't intend to to be like a political analyst because I, <laughs> it's too it's such a big thing but but it's just amazing i i, I can't understand how we are uh, at this point i mean I, I i do understand it now but i i I just have for me to accept that we we are right on the edge of becoming a fascist uh society uh, mm -hmm. again if, i mean or we are man uh, so so yes it has changed a lot like i thought i was i was uh liberating when when i started making music but ironically uh, it's it's being backwards i don't know the feeling is backwards it's just like i'm trying now to uncover all these layers of meaning that came 
through my process and trying to uncover myself and see like how to be uh, how to be um, how do you say receptive but at the same time yeah. without uh, without um, how do you say uh, annulating myself is that a word Annul annulate uh, uh, um, yeah denying 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 yeah mm. so it's very different and for example my mother is she asked me some months ago what is what queers mean what does that word mean and it was so such a beautiful moment because i had the opportunity to talk to to her because she was genuinely curious curious about this when i was 15 years it, it was in my, in, um, i couldn't imagine that conversation with her so it's mm. a different world yeah it's a different world but we're still mm. fighting with the ghosts of 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 the very oppressive uh, past that mm. is determined by 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 a system of values that are against the the whole majority in the world you know and and now we're just trying to 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 understand that and see how can we subvert that order but it's very difficult to to do so because we we are not able to listen so much and it's it's part of the problem i think i don't know but uh so now i'm only conscious that i've that we've been keeping you here for like a while now so we'll try and finish this up with like two questions we ask everyone so the first one is if you could listen to one album for the rest of your life what would that album be oh that's really the tough question no i cannot answer that because every like i think i have like a thousand lives lived mm. in just 20 years and and um it's hard to to uh, answer that question i owe you that <laughs> that is absolutely fine then we have had a few mm. non-answers before so that is absolutely <laughs> yeah. fair so the other one we ask have been asking everyone is uh, if you had a dream collaboration who would you want to work with? Oh, wow. That's a good question, too. You got to think about that, actually. I don't know exactly of a person, but I listen to a lot of the music that is being produced nowadays in Puerto Rico uh, mm. for by like by people that, that, that youngster that makes a trap or reggaeton, which is like... A, a genre that is now being commercially exploited well it was always mm. but but now it Very is popular. sort of like it is yeah it is around the globe and i've been exploring with my vocal processes uh for like more than 15 years now and i would sometimes i hear these people like singing with the, the, the <laughs> out of tune and I feel like, damn, mm. I've been like the whole life exploring that shit. Why, why, why I'm not shining there, you know, but I, mm. I also respect that, that, you know, the curse of story, the history, you know, and, and, and yeah, I would like just to be a part of some of those recordings and I, I don't even want to be the center figure, just being able to express myself with that machine as well as I do. I, mm. so, um, now there's like, uh, 
producers, uh, very, very young producers that are really, really uh, having a lot of exposition and I'm really glad for them, like Tiny is a local mm. producer. And not, not that it's my dream to work with Tiny, but I, I, will, I wonder how would be their conception of my work and since we are mm. so like I'm, I'm they're younger than me and i don't think they are aware of the work i did but it would be nice to have the opportunity to make a crossover just to just by the sake of the pleasure of <laughs> um using those machines with these uh, youngster generation but uh, no i i have a lot of uh to think about that question too mm. also thank That's you for making it absolutely fine then sarah i think <laughs> all there is left to say now is thank you very much for agreeing to talk to yeah. us it's been fantastic to chat and i'm a very big fan of your music since i found it on the internet and it's really exciting so keep on doing what you're doing and gracias gracias yeah. thank you gracias once again, thank you to Mima for coming on the So It Goes podcast. As with all of our artists, her socials will be found in the bio below. Make sure to subscribe to the So It Goes podcast to never miss an episode. Thank you for listening. And to play us out, we have Mima with La Maquina Patinaba. Se reventó, la máquina patinaba, timonero le dice ayudante, 
máquina se paró Coimbre que la guiaba Del susto se desmayó El cable se reventó La máquina patinaba Timonero le dice ayudante Toca pito de parada La máquina patinaba Cuando salió de San Juan Bayamón el dorado pegarte Y de Gabaja volvió a patinar El cable se reventó La máquina patinaba Timonero le dice ayudante Toca pito de parada 